Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. No matter how tired you are, you can't go to bed in Buckingham Palace if the Queen is still awake. Members of the royal family can only doze off after the Queen does. You can't take selfies with members of the royal family. The exact reasons for this ban are unknown. They can have a little conversation with you. They don't sign autographs, so nobody can forge the royal signature. Some superstars follow their example. Many people sell items with a celebrity signature for a high price. When the queen gets up from a dinner table, everyone also has to stand up. This rule applies to members of the royal family as well. They also stand up when the queen enters or leaves the room. The British royals are required to have natural hair color. They can't choose extravagant haircuts that can change their image. Their nails must always look perfect. The only nail polish that's allowed is pale pink. Their facial makeup has to be simple. It's forbidden to apply makeup in public. All descendants of the royal family must obtain the approval of the current monarch before proposing. This rule is in the Royal Marriages Act and has been in effect since 1772. Members of the royal family aren't allowed to eat shellfish. Dishes made out of it most often cause food poisoning. Currently, there are no strict rules of behavior when greeting the queen. But some royal family members choose the traditional greeting. Men do a slight neck bow and women curtsy. Such a formality is the rules of etiquette. Other people greet the queen with a customary handshake, but only if she extends her hand. The royals should not accept gifts from individuals not personally known to them, so they don't put themselves under any obligation to the donor. They may receive flowers and foodstuff in reasonable amounts copies of non-controversial books given by the author, and other items of small monetary value. According to the royal wedding traditions, royal brides must carry at least one sprig of myrtle in their hands during the ceremony. Myrtle symbolizes hope and love, and every royal bride must add it to her bouquet. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The royal family members also have to go through passport control. Of course, they don't stand in lines like other passengers, but they still must get the stamp on their passports. Everyone does it, except for the Queen. She doesn't need a passport because all passports in the country are issued on behalf of Her Majesty. When crossing any border, the Queen is only asked for her full name, address, nationality, 
and place of birth. The Queen doesn't have a driver's license either. She is the only person in the UK who can drive a car without license plates. It's forbidden for two heirs to fly on the same plane or ride the same train. This is necessary to protect the royal family. Family trips are also prohibited, but Queen Elizabeth sometimes makes exceptions and allows that. Queen Elizabeth II, the Queen of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, celebrates her birthday twice a year. First, she does it on the day of her actual birthday, April 21st. And then, she also celebrates her official birthday every year on the second Saturday of June. This way, she gets twice the number of birthday gifts. No, not really. Queen Elizabeth II wasn't the one who started it. It's a tradition that goes way back, over a century. The two birthday things started back in 1908 with the Queen's great-grandfather, Edward VII. You see, the birthday of a monarch is a huge event for the whole country, so they wanted to have a big celebration. The first parade on that occasion was held back in 1748 so that everyone could celebrate and honor the ruler. George III, who became king in 1760, decided that the parade called Trooping the Color should be held every year. He made it a tradition that every king or queen of Great Britain followed ever since and until 1908. Then, King Edward VII had his real birthday in November. In the UK, the weather in November isn't that celebration-friendly, and most times it was bad on King Edward's birthday. Still, the king wanted a big and beautiful celebration everyone could enjoy outside. So, he decided to move the parade to June, when the weather is more likely to be nice. The tradition lived on. Since then, British monarchs have had a real birthday and an official one in June with a big parade. Now it's held on the second Saturday of June. The Queen always personally attends it. The parade is huge, with more than 1,000 officers, 200 horses, and 200 musicians participating. Other members of the royal family join the Queen on the balcony to watch the parade and the Royal Air Force flying past overhead. The parade isn't only held in the UK, but also in many other countries of the Commonwealth realm. The Commonwealth is an association of 54 now independent member states, almost all of which were once the territories of the British Empire. All these countries have a total population of 2.4 billion people. Some of the country members are the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, South Africa, Singapore, and many Asian and African countries. They form an association headed by Queen Elizabeth. Each of the countries has its own government, and the Queen has no real political power anywhere, same as in the UK. Her role as the head of state is a representative one, and she's known as a ceremonial ruler. Celebrations in her honor are held in many countries of the Commonwealth realm. The dates of the parade can vary. In Ghana, the Trooping of the Color Parade happens on Ghana's Independence Day on March 6th. In Singapore, the parade is arranged every July 1st. Queen Elizabeth II celebrates her real birthday in private with her family, two months before the official celebration on the second Saturday of June. Still, there's a salute in her honor in several London parks at midday on April 21st. Queen Elizabeth is Great Britain's longest reigning monarch out of the 61 spread over 1,200 years. Sign Autographs Kate is allowed to be photographed with her fans and shake their hands, but she must not sign autographs. 
According to the royal rules, she can put her signature only on official documents. The reason for this rule is Queen Elizabeth's fear that someone might forge the signatures and use them against her family. However, Kate may write her name in visitors' books, as she did during her trip to the Stutthof concentration camp when she was paying an official visit to Germany and Poland. Work in an office Before her marriage, Kate had been working for her parents' business for some time. The firm dealt with delivering goods and organizing events. It was her mom's idea to organize a company, which was located in a garden shed in 1987. Nowadays, it's a multi-million dollar business. Now Kate's work is visiting charity dinners, schools, and hospital openings. It is believed that the Duchess doesn't like such events much and tries to avoid them. For this reason, she was, perhaps rather unkindly, given the nickname Lazy Kate. As some say, she is the one who skips such meetings the most among all the royals. Eat mussels or oysters it's unknown how upset Kate was when she was asked to refuse oysters. The ban is connected to the fact that oysters can cause allergies and become poisonous when stored incorrectly. Hence, the Duchess and other members of the royal family are forbidden to risk their health. From time to time, one or two representatives of the royal family are spotted eating crabs or oysters. Do they break the rules? Well, they seem to, but in fact, these rules date back to the times when people knew nothing about food poisoning and allergies caused by seafood and the ways to cure them. That was the reason behind the ban on shellfish at royal dinners. Wear a bright manicure Women in the royal family are allowed to cover their nails with nail polish. But according to the dress code, the Duchess of Cambridge can only use nude-colored shades. Kate's manicure usually consists of two shades, a tender pink, number 28 Rose Lounge by Bourgeois, and a sophisticated nude, number 423 Allure by Essie. Have a profile on social media. There is a strict ban on using social media in the royal family. This rule applies because personal information can become public. There are official pages to the royal family on Twitter and Instagram, but they are controlled by professionals who carefully select photos and prescribe the text for publications. It's a pity not to have a chance to post even a small bouquet on Instagram when you have such a busy life and so many professional photo sessions. Kiss in public it is very obvious that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are besotted with each other. So why don't they hold hands, kiss, or hug in public? There is no strict rule against it, but Queen Elizabeth II considers it inappropriate to express feelings in public. She almost never holds hands with her husband and insists that her grandchildren behave properly. Due to this, there were rumors about disturbances between Kate and William because they always keep a distance in public. Oh, how unfair. She never eats soup or potatoes. Queen Elizabeth's food preferences are pretty peculiar as well. For instance, she's not all that into soup and potatoes. Of course, these dishes are still served in Buckingham Palace for everyone who loves them. But when the Queen dines alone, she prefers to stick to different sorts of dishes. She actually follows a specific diet that has its own set of restrictions. 
This includes the complete elimination of starches, which means no pasta or potatoes for Her Majesty. However, the Queen of England does enjoy cereal, scrambled eggs, scones, carrots, jam pennies, fish, and, naturally, a nice cup of tea. She loves raspberries, but never eats them in public. While we're on the topic of the Queen's food preferences, she's also a huge fan of raspberries. Nonetheless, she doesn't allow herself to eat her favorite fruit in public. And that's because raspberry seeds can easily get stuck in your teeth, which is totally unacceptable for a monarch out in public. Moreover, Queen Elizabeth takes official receptions pretty seriously and is extremely strict when it comes to food. Blackberries are prohibited at official events, while cucumber and tomato seeds are removed beforehand. Thanks to these little precautions, royal ceremonies often go quite smoothly. She has a special servant to break her shoes in. Let's be real, breaking in new shoes is no fun. So wouldn't you love to have someone else do it for you? Well, the queen surely thought this through and got a special female servant with the same shoe size. Although the Queen of England has preferred similar shoes of the same brand for many years now, she still doesn't want to experience the discomfort that new shoes usually bring. And that's when her servant steps in, literally, and makes sure that Queen Elizabeth gets perfectly comfortable shoes. She's worn the same nail polish since 1989. Even though the Queen of England loves to experiment with lots of bright outfits, when it comes to nail polish, she's been extremely faithful to one brand for almost 30 years now. According to the SE brand website, the nail polish color is called Ballet Slippers, which retails for only $9, is Queen Elizabeth's absolute favorite. The brand claims that back in 1989, the Queen's hairdresser sent the company a letter asking for a whole bottle of the only color Her Majesty would wear. Of course, the company sent it right over, and the Queen has been rocking it ever since. TikToks everywhere. As you can guess, the Queen and all other members of the royal family have a pretty packed up schedule. That's why it's so important for them to know the right time in order not to be late. This most likely explains the number of clocks in Buckingham Palace – over 350. And there's even a special person to look after them – a clockmaster, whose duty is to wind them all up every week. And boy, he better not be late. The number of visitors Obviously, when you're the queen, you just have to host a lot of events and functions. More than 50,000 guests visit Buckingham Palace every year. Just one typical garden party hosts around 8,000 guests. To feed them all, the staff has to serve 27,000 cups of tea, 20,000 sandwiches, and 20,000 slices of cake. Wait, let's pencil that out. Hmm, carry the three. So each guest receives three and a half cups of tea and two and a half sandwiches and pieces of cake well, you won't go away hungry. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Tours for ordinary people. If you doubt the Queen will invite you to one of her parties anytime soon, you can always take a tour of Buckingham Palace. Usually visitors are allowed only for a couple months a year, from the end of July to September, because this is the time when the Queen is away. How convenient. However, there's another way for you to see what this splendid building hides. You can take a 360-degree tour online and check out the throne room, picture gallery, and ballrooms without leaving your home. Um, I'm thinking the 78 bathrooms aren't on the tour. Oldest helicopter pad in London. Well, kind of. In 1953, a helicopter landed in the palace garden for the first time, and since then, that spot served as a helicopter landing area without any special construction for many years. But in 2000, the royal family finally decided to build an official helipad because they'd had enough of the lawn being destroyed by the helicopter. The helipad was created from a layer of matting underneath grass because a concrete one was considered mm, not pleasing to the eye. Not a crumb goes to waste. Sitting at work and can't wait to get home and eat those pizza leftovers from yesterday? Well, the royal family does pretty much the same thing. Of course, they employ the best chefs who cook delicious meals for them and the guests every day. But if there were leftovers from a meal, they'd be stored away in a fridge and reused in a meal the following day. Birth Announcement As you probably know, England is known for its love of traditions. And even though we're living in the digital era, when the news from all over the world fits on your smartphone, the royal family still follows a really old custom. When there's a royal birth, they place an official announcement outside the main entrance of the palace to let everybody know if it's a boy or a girl, and the weight of the newborn as well. No eye contact. In most of her photos, Kate Middleton doesn't look directly at the camera. If you analyze her pictures, you'll discover that the Duchess usually looks to the side, and that's not a simple coincidence. The trick is that when you avoid eye contact with the camera lens, you avoid the risk of being caught with your eyes half-closed or looking bored, sleepy, or something worse. Besides, when a person glances to the side, the photos look almost flawless when they're taken in motion. Head tilt. Meghan Markle has another trick up her sleeve. In many photos, she can be seen with her head slightly tilted to the side. It turns out that this innocent gesture isn't accidental either. A 2017 German study proved that you would look best in photos if your head was tilted to the right at a 15-degree angle. Good posture. You can recognize the duchesses in any crowd by the peculiar way they hold themselves. A straight but relaxed back and a chin that's parallel to the floor gives these ladies their elegant looks. By the way, anyone who's ever walked around in high heels knows how difficult it is to hold such posture for a long time. But Kate Middleton manages it flawlessly, with her hips and legs facing forward and her torso upright. Shoulders to the camera. The duchesses know that straight shoulders turned directly to the camera not only accentuates your waist, but also makes your legs look slimmer and longer. That's why, even though Kate avoids looking at the camera, there are very few photos where her body isn't turned toward it.
the hip tilt. Ever notice those models who seem to know instinctively how to stand to get their best shot? So, in most cases, while standing, they slightly tilt the hip of their supporting leg, and at the same time, the toes of their free leg point forward. This pose works every single time, making your body look slimmer on camera and your legs stretch for miles. Besides this, you might try to bend your body a bit and put your knees together. It'll create nice accents. It looks like Meghan Markle has perfected these poses and looks absolutely natural making them. Materials and colors Typically, the duchess don't mix more than two colors. On the other hand, neither Meghan nor Kate are afraid of combining classic colors with bright ones. And by wearing straps and belts, the ladies draw attention to their waist. On top of that, royals choose thick, high-quality fabrics for their outfits, as well as more fitted silhouettes. The way they sit Kate Middleton is famous for her elegance and gracefulness. As for her usual sitting pose, it's even known as the Duchess Slant because Princess Diana once inspired it. The main thing about this posture is that you don't cross your legs at the ankle, but just keep your knees and feet together and tilt your ankles to the side. However, you can also try the Cambridge Cross, another pose Kate likes to use. In this case, you bring your knees together and tilt your legs slightly to the side, but your legs are crossed at the ankle. She never went to school. But despite this, Queen Elizabeth II is a very educated person. She was tutored privately along with her sister, Princess Margaret. And there's no doubt that their teachers were the best the country could provide. On top of that, the future queen studied not only general subjects, but also constitutional law and history. It was necessary to prepare her for her future role. The queen has never taken a selfie. Yep, unfortunately, royal protocols don't approve of this innocent hobby. And even though some people have probably taken selfies with members of the royal family in the background, Queen Elizabeth herself has never been in a selfie willingly. The queen has never broken in her new shoes. Yep, even though she's been ordering the same style of shoes from the same company for years, the queen still needs someone to make them comfortable first. And it makes sense when you find out that she prefers patent leather, which can be particularly tough when your shoes are new. That's why a special shoe breaker puts on cotton ankle socks and a new pair of shoes and keeps walking until the leather becomes soft. The main rule this person has to obey is to walk on carpets so the soles can stay pristine. Her Majesty has never gone grocery shopping. Grocery stores are seen as something unroyal. That's why members of the royal family aren't supposed to buy food on their own. Come to think of it, it makes perfect sense. All of the queen's drinks and dishes are prepared by skilled chefs. So she doesn't have any need to frequent her local 7-Eleven. However, once, the queen did visit a grocery store. But she was fulfilling her royal duty at that time, not shopping. And the witnesses said that she looked a tiny bit out of her element, strolling down the aisles with food. She's never taken a driving test. But that doesn't mean that the queen can't drive. Oh, she can and does. In fact, she loves driving very much and is often seen behind the wheel of her favorite Range Rover. As for a driving license, Her Majesty is the only person in the UK who doesn't need to have any documents to drive a car. What's more, 
She doesn't even need a license plate. It's part of her royal privileges. Queen Elizabeth has never had a 9-to-5 job, and no one will argue with the fact that being the queen of the UK 24-7 is already a huge responsibility. On the other hand, in her youth, during tough times, the future queen worked as a military truck driver and mechanic. But the queen has hobbies that help her to relax, for example, spending time with her dogs or horseback riding. She's never had a social media account, and no wonder, members of the royal family or those married into the family seldom do. For example, after marrying Prince Harry, Meghan Markle deleted her personal Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. Anyway, if you want to be aware of the main events happening in the royal family, you can follow the official Kensington Palace Twitter and Instagram accounts. But try as you might, you won't find the Queen on TikTok or Snapchat. The Queen is never dated. Yep, Her Majesty was lucky enough to find her Prince Charming on her first try. She met Prince Philip when they were still children. But Princess Elizabeth fell in love with her future husband only some time later, when she was 13 years old, after meeting him on a tennis court. After that, they began writing letters to each other. And in 1947, when Princess Elizabeth was 21, the happy couple finally got engaged. Five months later, they got married at Westminster Abbey, with 2,000 guests attending the ceremony. The Queen's guards are not allowed to leave their position no matter what. But surely they can have a bathroom trip when needed, you may ask. Mm, nope. Royal guards have strict instructions to do their necessities right on the spot. Luckily, their heavy woolen trousers are black enough to cover their embarrassment. It's also untrue that the Queen's guards aren't allowed to move around. On the contrary, they have to do so every now and then. Since staying still for too long is bad for their health, every 10 minutes the guards leave their spot, turn, march several paces, then turn around and go back to their place to stand still for the next 10 minutes. However, that's about all the movements they're allowed to make. No nose-picking, no scratching an itch, no wiping away sweat, nada, zippo, nyet. You've probably noticed that while most of the time the Queen's guards wear bright red jackets, sometimes you can spot them in long gray coats. One of the most inventive explanations to this phenomenon I've come across sounded like this. When the Queen is happy, the guards put on red jackets. But when she's in a bad mood, the soldiers opt for the gray coats. Well, however cute it may sound, nothing can be further from the truth. The Queen's guards wear red jackets in spring and summer and long gray coats during the fall and winter months. The coats are long and warm enough to allow the soldiers to stay motionless for a long time, plus they protect the guards against the elements. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Under no circumstances are the guards allowed to smile or laugh, though it's not for the lack of trying from the tourists. The truth is that the soldiers train themselves to remain smile-proof so they don't lose their salary. 
if a superior notices a guard stretching his lips in a smile, the guard will face a fine of up to a week's pay. In most cases, the overly cheerful guard should be ready to park with about 260 bucks. Even so, from time to time, the guard simply can't help but laugh. As one of them stated, some people are just too funny. You can relax at home. They haven't broken their bones yet, but they're always trying to do it. George always runs around at home, pushing things and jumping. Please tell me that after some time, things will get easier, says Prince William. To give your kids and yourself some peace of mind, try finding them a distraction from their rambunctious fun. Some smart toys, educational games, or good old Legos could do the trick. Physical punishment is out of the question. No matter how badly the children behave, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge never spank their children. The parents influence their kids using their own special techniques. If George is throwing a tantrum, for example, his mother immediately finds a unique way to distract the upset boy, like loud singing. And sometimes Kate herself falls on the floor and pretends to scream and cry. It usually works, and the children calm down. So be creative or funny. There's never an excuse to strike a child. Tablets and computers are toys for adults. George and Charlotte spend a lot of time outside riding bikes and jumping in puddles. They're very restricted. However, when it comes to using electronic devices, Kate and William think that these toys are better suited for older ages, while balls, jump ropes, and outdoor games are the best way to develop fantasy and imagination in young ones. It's crucial that the kids get enough human interaction during their early years. Playing with parents, siblings, nannies, or other children helps them build communicative skills they will need in the future. They should move around and explore the world as it really is, not through their tablet or computer screen. Seeing a picture of a leaf doesn't even compare to the sensation of touching it, and bunnies are much fluffier in real life than on a screen. Let your kids flex the muscles of their imagination, make new and lasting friendships, and try out new hobbies that might become their passion later on. They deserve a real, not virtual, childhood. Say yes to cartoons. Most families have at least one TV set in their home, so watching TV is a commonplace practice. However, the royal couple allot their children a specific time for enjoying their favorite cartoons. For Charlotte, it's Peppa Pig, while George adores Fireman Sam. Saying yes to cartoons doesn't mean your kids should watch them all day without supervision, of course. Make sure to check the content your kids will see before letting them watch anything. Yes, that means you'll be spending some time watching cartoons yourself, but just consider it parental research. Then, pick the most appropriate and educational programs for your little one. Many cartoons teach children about good manners, problem solving, ABCs, 123s, and countless other crucial skills. These are the best you can pick, especially for a toddler. Underdressing Now, we all agree that first impressions are important, and it's twice as important when greeting royalty. You might think that you look good in your t-shirt and jean shorts, and it might even be true, but that kind of outfit would get you thrown out of even the least formal royal gathering. While there's no explicit dress code for visiting the royal family, you should stick to formal wear. This means suits for men and either a dress or jacket and skirt for women. If the first lady couldn't wear a sweater in Buckingham Palace, you better be careful if you don't want to end up all over the British tabloids. Showing up empty-handed 
Everybody likes presents, and the queen is no exception. The practice of presenting the monarch with a gift is a tradition going back centuries, and respecting it is a great way to get on Her Majesty's good side. But don't think you can give the queen just any old thing. Her Majesty won't like it if you show up with a pair of socks. Gifts should fit the occasion and carry some symbolic meaning. It should be something representative of the city or country you're visiting from, or that commemorates whatever event she's attending. It's almost never a surprise when the queen goes places, so use your planning time wisely to think about an appropriate gift. Don't panic, you've already gotten an audience with the royal family. This should be the easy part. Touching the queen Have you ever just wanted to run up and give somebody a hug? How about a pat on the shoulder? Maybe a little nudge on the arm? How about just offering a firm handshake to a new acquaintance? Well, most of the time there's no harm done, but when it comes to royalty, you're better off keeping your hands to yourself. While the queen might reach out a hand for you to shake, it's considered bad manners for guests to initiate any sort of physical contact with the reigning monarch. As with most things on this list, you're better off just letting the queen take the lead. She's been the United Kingdom's head of state for close to 70 years. I'm guessing she knows the rules by now. Overly casual greetings So, reaching out to give the queen a handshake is a big no-no, but saying, Yo, queen, how's it going? isn't going to win you many friends either. The correct way to greet Her Majesty is with a formal bow or curtsy. Don't worry, no one's expecting you to hurl yourself at the floor. Men are expected to bow from the shoulders, just lowering their heads out of respect. If you're a woman and don't know how to curtsy, don't worry. Just put your right foot behind the left with most of your weight on the left foot. Then bend your knees outward while keeping your back straight. Stay in that position for a second or two before rising back up. See, that wasn't too bad, was it? But wait, you might be saying. I've seen news clips of American politicians meeting with the Queen. How come they didn't have to bow? Well, technically, visiting foreigners don't have to bow or curtsy. But unless you're representing your government in some capacity, it's still the polite thing to do. And a little politeness can go a long way.